The following message is brought to you by Balsamic. Balsamic decided to support the software social community by donating their sponsored airtime to some of our listeners. This episode is sponsored by Snapshooter. Snapshooter helps you keep your servers safe with backups for all major VPS hosting providers like DigitalOcean, AWS, Hetzner, and more. It makes it easy to take backups for MySQL, PostgreSQL, and MongoDB. And you can also do super easy backups for applications like WordPress, Laravel, and Ghost. Check it out at snapshooter.io. And thanks again to Balsamic for generously supporting our listeners this way. If you'd like to receive a promo code for Balsamic, visit balsamic.com slash go slash software social. So Michelle, are you at your computer right now? I'm always at my computer. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I would like you to go to Google and I would like you to Google file uploading on Heroku. Okay, I'm typing right now. Okay. What came up? What is right? that first thing that I see? The first Google response. But wait, is this because I've gone to it before though? Like That's what I thought. Okay. I was like, is Google biasing my respond my results? Incognito. Try window. it and do it again. Do it in incognito. What was it? File upload on Heroku. File uploading on Heroku. Still number one. I know. Oh my Isn't God. that amazing? That's amazing. <laughs> like I just want to capitalize on being the number one Google response. I don't really know how, but I was super excited to see that. Yeah. So that is like my exciting news for the week. (laughs) That is really exciting. Yeah. Uh, And you know what the best part about this is? I didn't even know. And I was having a customer interview and I asked him how he found it. Oh my God. I had one. We'll talk about Hold that on, in a this minute. Is, you're burying the lead here. Well, I don't know. No, it's all exciting. There's like multiple news stories here. <laughs> yes, it's all exciting. So this is exciting. Um, I am the number one, number one hit on Google for file uploading on Heroku. You're number one. Brilliant. You're number one. I know. That's awesome. Like I, I just... I don't want to breathe on it in case it, in case it, <laughs> Google changes their mind. Okay, this means you you shouldn't work on your documentation. Then just don't touch it. It's perfect. Right? Don't touch anything. <laughs> <laughs> don't breathe on the website. So I think that was really exciting to see, and I definitely want to make that landing page that you drop to better to kind of pull in the people who are reaching me now from Google. Mm-hmm. So that's something something I'm working on. But what I alluded to is I found that out because I had a customer interview. So last week I emailed, I think I told you I would do it ages ago and I finally did it thanks to, you know, the positive encouragement I received from you and friends on the internet. Thank you, friends on the internet. I emailed 14 people. And as I told you with Heroku, I can get their application name. So in the subject of the email, I said, simple file upload and, and I put their application name to personalize it. That's smart. Yeah. I figured I'd get a better response rate. Like people would actually open it instead of just saying like simple file upload. Yeah. So of those 14 emails, I got three responses. That's great. One. Yeah. I thought three for 14 isn't bad. Um, One guy said, Uh, He didn't have time to talk, but it was the best file uploader on Heroku and I should do more marketing. Nice. I always love it when customers tell tell us to do more marketing. I'm always like, it's such um, an unexpected kind of of feedback. 
because um, it's like, wait, you, you want me to be louder? Like, what? <laughs> <laughs> um, so I responded to him and asked him if I could use that as a testimonial, and he said I could. So I haven't put those, I haven't put the testimonial on the website yet, but that is something I'm, I want to get to do. That's awesome. Testimonials are so good for growth. Like when you, like if you've got people clicking on it from Google and then they come to it and it's like, not only it seems like it's what they need, but there's some other person saying, this is exactly what I needed. That's so helpful for, for getting new signups. They've been really good for us. Yeah, I think it'll be good. So, so I will add that. I just haven't added that yet. So I'm going to add that to my site and two people said they would get on the phone with me. Nice. So you'll know that this is the first time I've actually done this, right? Yeah, that's that's so good. Yeah, so um, it it is good. But so the first person I spoke with, he was actually in Japan. So I had to do it like in the evening here. And it was morning in Japan. And he was so nice. But um, the call lasted 10 minutes. That's okay. I feel like I totally, like, I don't want to say I bungled it. Like, it was really great. But at the same time, like, I thought about you talking about how I should schedule an hour. And it was, like, 10 minutes, and I just ran out of things to say. So, like, I've had interviews that were, you know, 10 minutes, like you said. And then ones that were, like, an hour and a half. I usually aim for about half an hour. Um, Okay. But like 10 minutes is fine. Like if you got a really good nugget of information or you found something out about like how they found you, why they were looking for something different, what they were using before, which may not have been another service, but like it could have been, you know, a combination of, of manual things or patching things together or whatever. Like if you got that information and you feel like you got something out of that conversation, that can happen in 10 minutes. Like, that's okay. Okay. Because I got off the phone and my whole family, so it was dinner time here. So I told the kids, like, I have this call. I'm going to be there for an hour. And I'm back like 10 minutes later. And they're like, why are you back? <laughs> I was like, well, I guess I'm done. Um, but it was like a great, it was a great interview. Um, the person I spoke with was really kind. And I got a lot of information. As I said, that's how I found out, like, he found me because he Googled file uploading on Heroku and that's the first thing that came up. So that was nice. like exciting. Yeah. And it was also great because he's using Flask with Python and I don't have any documentation surrounding like Py- Python specifically. Like I have generic documentation, but it was nice to see that like he didn't have any trouble. Theoretically, it should have worked, but I don't actually know anyone who's tried it. So I was. it was good to see he didn't have any trouble um, integrating the add-on in his application because he's actively using it. And um, so, so that was like really useful information. Yeah. I, so I have to ask, did, did I ever tell you about my favorite, most critical interview question? No. Which would have been a really <laughs> good thing for me to tell you last week. Okay. So, so you have your questions that you, you've prepared in advance, right? Like I always suggest having a script. You don't necessarily have to stay to the script, but it's, it just helps like organize your thoughts. And I also, I I used to print them out with, you know, maybe 10, um, returns worth of space so that I could scribble down notes as I was going through it. Um, but so in addition to those things, it sounds like you got like, how did you find out about it? Why were you looking for something? You know, what were you using before and how do you find it? 
the question I always end with is something to the effect of, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to me today. I've learned so much from you. Is there anything else you want me to know? And then you wait and you just let them fill that silence. And I tend to find that that will be where some of the 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 best information will come out of the interview because you've gotten them primed to thinking about this and their 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 brain is on the topic and then you basically just let them kind of um freeform with it okay okay that's a great idea i have another one coming up this week so Mm. i will get to continue to practice nice and by, by the way, so getting two people on the phone out of 14, like that, that's pretty good. Like, I think that's about what you should expect. I think my own um, feedback requests, um, which are actually our, our, our new customer ones go out once a month and, and mine just went out the other day. So it's been really fun this week um, hearing back from people. I think my the best I've been able to get my response rate um, is like 8%. And then the percentage of people who actually have a phone call with is like much lower. Okay. Wait, what emails are you talking? You send out monthly. Will you talk with me emails? Yes. So for, so, so the way our pay as you go plan works is that we roll up all of their usage, um, and charge it on the first of the following month, which saves us money and credit card processing fees and we also give them a volume discount so it's kind of a win-win for everyone because like if if you know somebody's using the api and for example they're building up 10 cents worth of usage every day like it doesn't make sense to charge them every day um and so i have emails that trigger to people who have are being charged for the first time to understand why they started using us or or why they've recently started paying us Interesting. So do you also email them at the beginning of that cycle? Like as soon as they sign up, you email them, I assume. Um, So they get a like generic, like, here's how you, you know, hello, here's how you use the service. Like, let us know if you have any questions when they sign up. Like, because we have a free tier, it's really hard to distinguish um, between who is going to become a paying customer and and who's just trying it out or or who isn't. Oh, I see. And I just, I would love to talk to every single person and we used to talk to every single person. Um, but that's just not feasible at this point. Um, so now I only talk to people who have, um, paid us something, but it's for the first time. I have other specific projects I'll do if I have like a specific question I'm curious about, but that's my sort of ongoing, um, work, work, work that I do on that. And I like, I have a phone call next week, um, but I didn't have any this week. So what is that usually, like how many people does that usually end up being that you're talking to a month? I don't, oh, that I end up talking to. So I don't actually know how many I end up sending to. I want to say this week it was like, there was like 15 or 20 people who I ended up replying to. And I will say because of like lockdown and time zones, I have steered the email in the direction of getting people to email me back. Um, yeah. Cause I've also gotten better at asking the questions so that I can get more from the email. Um, right. Okay. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's taken a couple years worth of AB testing on that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, in the beginning it was like, Hey, we noticed you signed up. Like, tell us why you're using it. Um, 
so and then I have a call with someone next week because what they mentioned relates to a broader question I have been trying to figure out um and so we're gonna have a call at some point next week um but yeah I mean I'll get you know um emails back that are like five six paragraphs or sometimes it's like two sentences um one I responded to this morning asked if I was a real person which was (laughs) so so awesome um (laughs) if you're listening you know who you are and that made me laugh um but yeah, I mean, I always love that, that people are like, wait, is the founder really emailing me? Or is this just like some automated email that's going out? Yeah. Right. Because like, I remember when I first bought um, a mattress from one of those mattress startups, like in the early days of mattress startups, we bought from one of the smaller ones. And I got an email that's like, hey, I'm the founder of the company. I'd love to hear like why you why you bought it and, and you know, how you found us and whatever. And I was like, oh, my God, this is so exciting. I like I love being on the other side of these because I feel like I take so much from the world and getting other people's thoughts that I um, that I love to participate uh, on the other side. And so like I spent out this really long email and I got a reply, but it was from a customer service person and they were very, yeah. very nice. But I was kind of like, hmm. Like they were very nice, but it was like that was kind of a trick. And so um I definitely get emails back to like, Are you really the founder of the company? And I get to be like, Yes, I am. <laughs> yes, I am. <laughs> I'm a real person who is actually replying to you <laughs> and not tricking you. And people really appreciate that. But we were talking about you and your customer interviews. <laughs> So, right. So I have another one next week. So I, I mean, the thing that I think we've talked about before that I really struggle with is the, the overexcited, um, it responding and, you know, there's the guy on the phone with me, like was very complimentary about what I had built and, and, you know, said it really helped him because Heroku has this problem where, um, you can't store your images like with your app because they have an ephemeral file system. So everyone on Heroku who wants user uploaded files needs to store them somewhere else. And so it was great. Like it was a really good chat. And, but I do think like, it's hard for me not to be, that's really my struggle. Cause I want to be like, yes, that's why I built it. Or, you know, I get really excited. Um, so, so that's something I'm going to work on. I have another one on Wednesday and that's something I'm going to work on for my next talk, my next uh, customer interview on Wednesday. But I really think at the stage I, I'm in, trying to get as many of these as I can is a good move. Yeah, absolutely. And like, it also makes sense that when someone says, this is so useful and really helped me, thank you for making it, that you would feel, oh my gosh, like, like that feels so good for you because you worked on this for so long without any feedback and you worked on other things for so long without them really, um, going anywhere like this and so it makes sense why like that would catch you and you want to sort of revel in that feeling um rather than being able to like file away the compliment to store it for later and then (laughs) (laughs) I'm not trying to make storage puns here that just happened accidentally um but like filing that away for later and then saying, oh, like, can you tell me why it was helpful? Like, like where specifically? Like, it makes sense that you yeah. wouldn't be able to take it to that sort of like completely unemotional level. And instead you're like, yes, I helped someone. This is amazing. Like, that makes yeah. sense. Yeah. Yeah. So 
I think we talked last week, I, I talked about dedicating one day a week to marketing, but that's still really hard for me. So I'm doing one hour a day I'm committing um, because we talked a little bit last week too about just like kind of sitting in that uncomfortableness of like, what am I doing? Starting something new and trying to learn a new skill. So I am going to do one hour a day and I'm going to tweet about it to help me stay accountable. Nice. And yeah, I, that's like how I learned to code. I did 100 days of code a couple of years ago when I was trying to learn web development. And it was great because, you know, no one cares what I tweet about. I'm not Twitter famous. And, and it was a good thing for me to be able to go back and see like what I had done and keep myself accountable. So I'm trying really hard to do that. Um, so and as I also said, work like actual paid work is going to get really busy. So I just don't have time to obsess over this. So I'm trying not to obsess over it. <laughs> so so what did you work on in your uh, marketing power hour this week? So the marketing power hour this week, um, I did the thing where I emailed everyone that took like an hour to get 14 individual emails. I also worked on the landing page. I'm really, as we've talked about, I think before landing pages are, are hard for me because it's just not a skill set I have. And so I'm really like, I pulled out a whole bunch of text. I really tried to simplify, um, and kind of market a little bit more towards developers. I found this great article, um, my friend shared with me about marketing to developers and what they want to know. And so like, there's things I haven't added, but like, I kind of came up with a plan. Like I want to add like as a developer, when you're looking for a piece of software, you want to know how I, as we talked about I, but like, you want to know how it works. You want to know if it's going to work with your stack. Uh, you want to know that other people have used it. So to me, that looks like I now have a heading on my Heroku Elements page that says, what does it do? <laughs> like, that's what it says in bold. What does it do? <laughs> because that's the kind of thing, like, how does it work? Like, right. like what do I have to do? Um, I try to make it simpler to explain, like, what do I have to do as a developer to integrate it? Like, what do I have to do? So when I had this like really flowery language. It was like simple file upload, uploads all your files to the cloud and returns the CDN URL and has, you know, multiple cloud storage providers for redundancy. And it was like three sentences long and I got rid of that. And now it just says how to upload, how to, how to use it in five easy steps. Nice. So I'm going to, I'm going to pull up your website right now. So I just want to say that, you know, the more you do these interviews, that'll help with your copy a lot because you'll be phrasing it in the terms that people are using, that people are typing in when they're looking for something. I mean, it sounds like file upload on Heroku is, I mean, you've nailed that. Um, and yeah, okay. So I see this how it works button here. Does that make, take me to the documentation? Oh, interesting. It takes me to a video. Yeah. So I was thinking of taking taking that video maybe and putting it, see, I just have a splash image, like a, you know, one of those free images on the right here. Uh -huh. um, so I was thinking making, maybe making where it says, see how it works and it opens a video in a modal. Like I was thinking of maybe putting the video on the right so you could just play it in the frame there. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, okay. I think that makes sense. And then like, I might even add, like you said, the first thing you wanna know is, how does it work and will it work with what I'm doing? So I might even put a documentation button right there as a call to action. Well, I have one in the nav bar. Yeah, but nav is different than a immediate call to action. Like it's there. But like if you're saying that your thought process when you find out about something is what is it like, you know, does it do what I want it to do, which is you're going to have that video sitting right there. And then yeah. does it work with what I'm working with? Like, how does it work? 
I think it might make sense to have the documentation. Yeah, there. I don't think the documentation really answers that question in a succinct way, which might be a different problem. Um, because if you were to go, if I did have a documentation link there, it would jump you to documentation. Well, maybe I should. I was thinking more of like adding a, you know, like another section under the header that just like said, like answered those questions that you just said, like, will it work with my stack? How does it work? Yeah. Like I was thinking of putting that here on the homepage or the landing page, whatever you call them. So I, you said earlier that one of the people who got back to you said that you should do more marketing. And I'm curious, yeah. like, did you follow up with them and say, like, can you be more specific? Like, what, what kinds of things would you like to see us doing? Oh, I did not. That's a good idea. That might be helpful because like I've had people say that and it turned out like they were they were looking for some documentation or they were looking for like how to guides about things or like they wanted to send it to a like a coworker for example who was less familiar with this and they needed something that would have explained a specific thing to them. Like it might be just worth digging in there a little bit. Okay, because I have a lot of ideas, right, of what I should do. Um like I want to make a react. Well, I told you I hired someone to make me a react thing, but it needs a little polish. So I'd like to get that out there, but I will reach out to the person who said that to see, um, to see if there was something specific he was looking for that he couldn't find. But yeah, I think on this main page, I just want to add, like I was thinking of adding a block right before it says seamless file uploading that just says like, like, will it work with my stack or something like that? And then having icons of all the different languages it works with. Um, oh, yeah. Right? Because that would yeah. be visually appealing. Someone suggested that to me, but it seems like a good idea. So I was thinking of adding that and then the testimonials. Um, yeah, that's that's kind of what I'm thinking. So it also, I noticed that in from Google, when you click on it, it doesn't go to that like splash page that you had on Heroku. It goes to something that looks a little bit more like documentation. Yeah. So the Google results take you, I think, to, to the Heroku documentation page, which oh. is different from my apps documentation page um, because the Heroku documentations are specific to Heroku. And that's like part of the requirements when you submit an app to Heroku is to have that page. Mm -hmm. So... That's why, that's why it takes you there on that, that page. I mean, I have three pages I'm talking about here. Okay. I have the Heroku documentation page, which is where Google drops you. I have the Heroku elements page, which is like my landing page for Heroku. And then I have my regular landing page. So there's like three places that I need to be mindful of how I'm communicating my message. Yeah. And you, as I'm, I'm on the, on the main Heroku add-on page, I guess. I am reminded of how last week you said you raised the prices, and I'm curious if that had any impact on your signups this week. So it didn't, it became approved yesterday Ooh, because there was some like yay. paperwork. Yeah. So now this is like an interesting thing to talk about because I, I did raise the prices um, based on some feedback uh, from you and other people. And, um, so it was only yesterday. So I have had one person sign up at the higher price point. Nice. So that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. So that's exciting. And I still, like, I hate that I can't do a free trial, but Heroku isn't set up to do a free trial. So you can do one, but you have to manage all of the, like, sign up logic on your application to do that. And I just don't have the time right now, like I said, with work and all this other stuff. Like, I don't have the time right now to set that up. 
I think if you're getting people signing up without a free trial, even at a higher price point, run with that. Like, see how far that can take you. Maybe you don't need a free trial because it sounds like there is a pretty big gap in the market for file it uploading like in it Heroku. Yeah, like, if you're like already the top a, result, there's clearly one. a gap here. Right, I'm already the top result. And I've had this for like six months, maybe four months. Um, yeah, so that's what I'm going to do because I just, I have a lot of demands on my time, like work and I have a big project and then we're moving. So there's a lot going on here. So I don't think I'm going to do a free trial. And if, you know, we check in in a month and I only have two people signed up, then I can reevaluate. But I just, I think you're right. Like, I think the overhead of that right now with what else I have going on in my life is not, is not something like I really want to handle. Um, but it's something I can always revisit in the future. Right. Yeah. And I I think it'll be interesting over the next few weeks as you have a bunch of those free trial users converting into paid. And I guess so like, so when we talked last week, you had 117 people who were actively using the add-on. So like, do they get to use it for free forever or do they get converted into a plan? Like, how does that work? So they won't convert to a plan unless I force them to convert to a plan. Um, and I'm, I'm, I'm torn. Like, like I said, like a lot of the people who are using it are not using it heavily. So what I did is I put an upper limit on the amount of storage they can have. And if they hit it, they'll have to upgrade, but I'm not, at least not today, right now. Again, maybe in a couple months, um, when I see where I am, I'm, I'll change my mind. But um, I'm not going to force those early adopters to upgrade. Now, I might be able to use this as to my advantage to email them and be like, hey, there's no longer a free plan. But if you have a conversation with me, I'll let you keep your free plan. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I feel like there's opportunity to like kind of be like, hey, if you talk to me, I'll keep, I won't kick you off even though I don't offer a free plan anymore, I'll let you keep your free plan. I think, I don't know. I think it's reasonable to let them stay on the free plan as a legacy thing. As long as you have a limit there, that's, um, you know, that's, that's like sustainable for you. Um, I don't know if you necessarily need to incentivize them to upgrade because, you know, and I was talking to somebody about this on, on Twitter the other day, right? Like, I feel like those are the kind of tactics that really work in consumer when you're trying to convince someone to do something, but a business process exists and you can try to incentivize it, but like, it's just, it's it's going to exist how it's going to exist. And that, that's a hard thing to push. Um, and so, yeah, I think you can just kind of let those people float there. For the, for the time being. Yeah, they're not, they're, like I said, none of them are using a ton of storage yet. Um, so I'm just mindful of like the amount of storage they're using, but I think, I think I'm going to let them, let them float. Yeah. So this week, this upcoming week, my goal is I really liked spending Monday individually emailing people because it did result in two customer interviews. So I'm really excited to finally have these customer interviews going after dragging my feet so long. And I'm really excited to talk to more people. I'm excited for you. And, you know, so talking about things that we have uh, promised each other we would do and then uh, <laughs> but <laughs> uh, dragged our feet on. So I finally did something that I think you and my husband and other people have been telling me to do for a long time, which I have resisted, um, which is delegating. Oh, 
Did you hire someone, Michelle? No. <laughs> no. But, okay. So since our um, episode with other Michelle from Squared Away a couple of months ago, like I remember getting off of that and being like, oh my God, it would be so amazing to have a virtual assistant. Like, it sounds so awesome. And my husband, Matthias, is like, yeah, like you should totally get one. And I was like, no, no, no. Like, I, like, I don't need one. Like, you know, and it just like, it felt like, um, you know, a, like a luxury to me, you know, like the business equivalent of like, I don't know, buying myself like a designer watch or something. I was like, no, that like, that's not for me. Like, I'm not gonna, you know, I, so, um, but then, you know, I've spent the last couple of weeks, like in total, you know, closing our books, like spreadsheet mania. And like, that was like, you know mm-hmm. what? I don't have to be doing all of our bookkeeping anymore. I have some other like random projects I have to do with like updating addresses on contracts and stuff like that. And um, I was like, you know what? Maybe I should like get a VA to do this. But then I was like, but that sounds like so much work just to get them set up. Like, I'll just do it myself. That's where I was like two weeks ago. Um, and, the, and then I, as I was wading through the spreadsheet again this week, I was like, you know what? Actually, I, sh- I should get a VA. So I finally like emailed Squared Away to um, inquire about getting some help. Nice. I'm so proud of you. You know I struggle with delegating. I know you do. (laughs) I feel like that's another theme of our podcast is you, as I tell you to hire someone and you tell me no. (laughs) (laughs) I I don't know if I'm just like scarred from like too many high school group projects or something, but like I have like a lot of trouble (laughs) with, with, with delegating. And like, you know, I think when you're overwhelmed with something, like to me, the idea of like spending all of the time to get somebody else started on a task I'm like I could just do it and like have the time it's like not even you know but then I end up with a million tasks and I don't need to be doing all of them and I you know I like I think we are at a point where I I can hire someone for like 15 hours a week so is it working is it working out well so I I haven't like actually hired them yet like I have only I I submitted the form you don't get the gold saying no I did I I did expect the uh contact form submission to like burst out in confetti and say like congratulations (laughs) you've taken the first step towards delegating um (laughs) you know like you get confetti when you buy a stock on Robin Hood like why not when you you know try to get a VA we should give Michelle that some feedback we would like some very serious (laughs) need like some good Betty and cowbell. Uh, no, so so we'll see. So that'll be like something for me to um, to work on over the next couple of weeks. I think that's great. I think this is going to be so good for you. I think so too. I, you yeah. look really hesitant, but I'm proud of you for taking this first step. I, really I, I, t- I took the first step. So, and I have been like promising you, or probably not promising you, just brushing it off for. A long time. Oh, yeah. From like, since we've started this podcast, I've been like, why don't you get some help? And you're always like, no one could do it as good as me. That's not what I said. I mean, maybe that's okay. That's (laughs) (laughs) That's kind of what she said. (laughs) (laughs) They could probably do better quality, but I know that I can do it quickly. Well, I hope that. I don't think that's an excuse. It's not a good excuse. No. I hope this gets going for you and the time to help your VA get set up is worth it. And hopefully, you know, once you guys are rolling, which I guess will be in a month or so, 
you'll have found that it has lifted some of the burden. I mean, you have a lot going on in your personal life right now. So I feel like lifting this a little bit of your burden is going to be great. Yeah. And I think I can like, I can spring for this. You know, it kind of feels like, um, you know, the equivalent of like getting a personal trainer or something, except for my business life. Like it feels like a luxury, but also it's like, also I need to do this for my, my sanity. So. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Well, that's great news. I'm excited to hear how it goes. I guess on on that high note, we will um, end this week's episode. I just wanted to thank everybody for all of your nice things you said on Twitter this week. Like, uh, I mean, it was seriously amazing. I feel like every time I opened Twitter, there was somebody else saying how much they enjoyed last week's episode. Um, and, and, And that just makes this podcast really fun to do. So thank you. We'll talk to you next week. Huge thanks to all of our listeners who've become software socialites and support our show. Chris from Chipper CI, the daringly handsome Kevin Griffin, and Mike from Gently Used Domains, who has a nice personality, Dave from Recut, Max of Online or Not, Stefan from Talk to Stefan, Brendan Andrade of Brightbits, Team Tuple, Alex Hillman from The Tiny MBA, Rami from Hovercode and Rocket Gems, Jane and Benedict from UserList, Kendall Morgan, Ruben Gomez of Signwell, Corey Haynes of Swipewell, Mike Wade of Crowd Sentry, Nate Ritter of Roomsteals, Anna Mast of SubscribeSense, Jeff Roberts from Outsetta, Justin Jackson, Megamaker, Jack Ellis and Paul Jarvis from Fathom Analytics, Matthew from Appointment Reminder, Andrew Culver at Bullet Train, John Coster, Alex of Corso Systems, Richard from Stunning, Josh the Annoyingly Pragmatic Founder, Ben from ConsentKit, John from Credo and Editor Ninja, Cam Sloan, Michael Copper of Nusi Proposals, Chris from URL Box, Callie of Toslet, Greg Park from Trait Lab, Adam from Rails Autoscale, Lana and Alex from Recapsi, Joe Mazzalotti of RailsDevs.com, Proud Mama from Applenet LLC, Anna from Cradle, Monsef from Ruby on Mac, Steve of Be Inclusive, Simon Bennett of Snapshooter Backups, Josh Smith of Keyhero.io, Jesper Christensen of Form Backend, Matthew of Works Cited, Chris of JetBoost.io, Daryl Shannon of Docomatic, Larabels, a community for Larabelle developers underrepresented due to their gender, Brendan from Feederloop, Pascal from Sharpen.page, Lynn Romick from Conbini, Arvid Call, James Sowers from Castaway.fm, Jessica Malnick, Damian Moore of Audio Audit Podcast Checker, Eldon from Nodal Studios, Mitchell Davis from RecruitKit.